Hi, and welcome back to Leicester's The Place podcast with me, Jerry Taggart, and him, Matty Elliott. On this episode, I'm really happy to introduce somebody who was instrumental in gaining the club promotion back in 2014 and also helping stave off relegation the season after in the Premier League. It gives me great pleasure to introduce the one, the only, the legend, that is Dave Nugent. Even for me, that yeah. was good. I can relax now. Well, you start jabbering. Yeah, no, love that text, make him feel at home. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. It's first, a Dave Nugent show. First, time here, first time here as well. Bit, yeah, bit, first, first time at the training ground? First time here. Is it? Yeah. Oh, really? First time you've been here as well. First time I've text. been this end. I've been over to the academy pitch a few times. Did they not let you through? They say, no, they, they, didn't they, have the right... They not recognise you, didn't know who you were? No, I <laughs> didn't have the right <laughs> lanyard on that day. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive, isn't it, to say the least. But anyway, enough about the training ground. It's all about you, Nooch. Yeah. Um, we've had the pleasure of getting... Well, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you over recent times, so um, I feel quite at ease asking you a few questions. Yeah. I might chuck a few personal ones in that you're not Go expecting. Point, yeah. <laughs> if you're up for that. But uh, nice place, easy one to start with. Um, sure, well, Leicester City supporters will want to know, what are you up to these days? It's not that long since you've retired, is it? Uh, two two seasons ago, retired. Are, really... you, are you officially retired? Well, right? I, I've because... not put it out there, retired on Twitter or Instagram like everyone else does, but like, I'm not one of them people who... I want the sympathy, all the messages coming through and stuff like that. But yeah, no, good, just, man, good man with that. Yeah, just, I, I, I can't understand some of these players, isn't it? Okay, the very top players, but you can out, all right. Also, I'm not top Your time's player. gone. The very yeah, top, oh, okay, even better than Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, yeah, just wasn't enjoying it anymore, really. Wasn't playing as much as I wanted to, so decided to call it a day. And now I'm just being a stay-at-home dad. Oh, yeah? Being a dad, yeah. Taking enjoying my daughter to it. school, taking her to gymnastics, stuff like that. Just doing everything that I didn't do when I was mm. playing. Nice to have that time, isn't it? Yeah, I, I can't beat it. Like waking up in the morning, your own time. Just doing the routine, doing the school run, going to the gym, keeping fit, and walking the dogs. I, I was with life. you until that going to the gym bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that wasn't my forte. But yeah, no, it's lovely, like you say, when you're playing football and it's all a bit serious and you're mm. pressurised, etc. The kids feel it a bit as well, don't they? Yeah, well, you, you don't realise till you stop playing how much you. Don't get to do with them. Mm. The, tra- the travelling as well. The travelling together. Because yeah. towards the end of my career, I was I tried me on loan. I was travelling back and forth to Leicester every day. Yeah. Just because I didn't want to. Just wanted to be at home, and that was probably the main reason. With lockdown as well, when you had that six month period where we weren't playing. For me, it was just that kind of like tipped me over a bit. I was ready to stop. A lot of the boys these days travel fair distances, don't they? Yeah, but I don't think the fans get to see that side as well. You know, you get a lot of players who are really family oriented and just want to be at home. And yeah. whether they're playing in London or Leicester, you just want to be at home because it's yeah. just comfort in it. So yeah, exactly. Again, yeah. harping on about our days, but I remember it used to be like a twenty-mile radius, yeah, twenty-five town, mile radius, twenty-five miles location, and that changed. Like the players become a little bit more powerful, etc. Mm. But uh, like everything. Pros and cons. You had to pay the manager 500 quid <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to stay yeah. somewhere. No, well, I think like when I was at Leicester, there were still some players who stayed out on the Friday or a Monday night when the game was on the Tuesday or the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like we have players that were traveling from Manchester every day, so but it didn't seem to bother us because we were doing so well. Yeah, it can take its toll a little bit, especially yeah. latter stages yeah, in the career. Isn't it? Yeah. You said you said your daughter was in the gymnastics. Are you mm. actively involved in in that weather? And you <laughs> no, know, you showing no. her the right no, I, I, pirouettes? No, no, that. I, I drop her off. <clears throat> drop her off. Go to the driving range for an hour. Go back and pick her up. So yeah. is that the only sport she's into, or have you? No, got she a... does everything. She does football, football. football. Yeah, yeah. She does football with the school on Saturdays. Gymnastics twice a week. Tennis tonight after school. Yeah, netball in school. She, she, Brilliant. Yeah, she's got my genes like sporty wise. So yeah, hopefully she'll be a, some kind of sports person when she's older. That's what she wants to be anyway. Brilliant. Seems like you're enjoying some well-earned family time. <clears throat> um, at the moment, just sort of ticking over making up for lost time, but uh, have you got any definite sort of ambitions, aspirations or area that you want to work towards or are you just going to see how the flow goes? Just see how it goes. I'm, I'm just enjoying my time off. Yeah. Uh, obviously doing a little bit of media work with Leicester and uh, Radio Leicester as well. So, yeah. But I don't want to commit to it because I like my weekends off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, if they need me, then I'm, I'm, I'm available is. kind of thing. I wonder why he likes <laughs> his weekends off. Well, exactly. There's <laughs> nothing better sitting on your couch here. Three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. with a corona in your hand watching soccer Saturday. Yeah, there we go. We finally got it out of him on a Saturday <laughs> corona when he when he should have been. You've been your whole career saying, yeah. I can't wait. Much as you, I'm assuming you enjoyed your, your football career, the vast majority of the time at least. But you do spend it. it. seems a bit ridiculous now, but you say, I can't wait to have a weekend off. Like a Friday night, yeah. I can do what I want and stuff. You know, Listen, it's, it's a great life, isn't it, playing football? But it's, it's a short one as well, so you've got to enjoy it. But yeah, but you do look forward to the things you can't do. Yeah, like Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just having a drink at Christmas Day was like yeah, first time in, in a while. You know, it's nice. It's yeah. a small price to pay, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, yeah. uh, <coughs> it's that game yeah. on Boxing Day. It's just, you know, you got to couldn't eat as much Christmas dinner as you wanted to. You couldn't have the puddings. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you've had different That's ideas. Really anyway. I don't think that ever affected <laughs> us, to be honest, David. Like yeah. We just took a gamble, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your football career then. And instead of you enjoying yourself immensely as, as you retired, how did you actually get into football in the first place and where did you start? No, it's just as a kid, just playing football for your local Sunday league side, weren't it? And I think I started really young. I was like six, seven when I first started kicking the football, like with my mates around, around school and the local team from the corner where I lived. I just played like every Saturday, Sunday and just getting scouted, people coming up to you saying, you want to come here, you want to come there? And I ended up signing for uh, Liverpool when I was seven, like school, school of excellence back yeah, then. Yeah, all right. Brilliant. So I was there, like Liverpool, seven to 14, but you could play for your Sunday league team still yeah. at the time, couldn't you? So <clears throat> I'd train Tuesday, Thursdays for Liverpool, play Saturday. Then I'd go play for my Saturday league side, Saturday afternoon, and then Sunday league with my Sunday league team. So it was just constant football all my, all my life. And, yeah, I was there for like seven years. School ago. games in yeah. between in the yeah. week, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just con you'd, you probably played more games when you were younger, didn't you? Yeah. Like growing up, could you? I remember playing two games in one day as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I played in the morning, yeah. and then had to shoot off down to Belfast to play another game in the afternoon for a different team, and then Gaelic football on a Sunday. Yeah. When you're you know twelve, thirteen, when you get away with it, like, but you played you know, good games. <clears throat> well, I, I turned up. I was there. That's on top of your swimming. Yeah. And then there was, yeah, there was that. But, you know, you can sort of get away with it, can't you? And as a kid, you don't really realise. You just, if anyone says you want to give them a football, you're on it, aren't you? Yeah. You're there at that age. Everything, isn't it? I, I play all sports hmm. all the time. It's, it's crazy how you fit it all in. But it's not about me and you. It's about 
Yeah. No, I'm just saying, you know, I, can un I understand where he's coming from because, yeah. you know, at that age where he's playing two games on a weekend, doing the training, school games, yeah. every, everything else, thrown into the mix, you don't even realise you're doing it. You're just out enjoying yeah. yourself. Yeah. Do you think maybe your love of the game might get quashed at an early age, but it doesn't, does it? No. It makes you want it even more than yeah, when you're younger. Exactly. Because you want, you want to become a professional footballer, don't you, when you're younger? And just playing every day, and every day just leads towards that goal yeah. that you wanted to have done. So, so what, what happened after that? Dave, yeah, after, uh, 14, what did you say, 14? Yeah, for, got released when I was 14 from Liverpool. Obviously, you have a meeting. Well, I was training at the time on the Thursday. They call you parenting and basically tell you the parents that you're not getting kept yeah. on, basically. So well, I, I kind of had an inkling that it was going to happen. But then my mum and dad come out to the meeting, mm. I finished training and get in the car, and they're like, oh, you've been released. I'm like, well, where do we go next kind of thing? Right. So like, but then 14. So it didn't like sort of affect you too much. No, no, like, I was still a kid. I was only yeah. 14. Like I didn't really care. I still had goals to like want to be a footballer. I just wasn't going to be at Liverpool. Yeah. And then uh, 14, got released. Went back to Sunday league again, playing weekends every every, every Saturday Sunday, and then uh, got scouted by Berry. And then yeah, that was when I was 15, and. I made my debut for Berry when I was 16. 16, and, yeah. yeah. So. so you had to go back to Sunday league. It's yeah. like. These days, as, as I understand it, that the clubs maybe assist players, certainly on yeah, some occasions yeah. when they get released, you know, so they're not, they don't have that devastation of yeah. being sort of left in the wilderness. Mm. But no, I, I, no, I had none of that. I was just basically get released. Flow from one to the other. Yeah, I think it's changed now since the clubs mm. are progressing. Like you see players get released now, they get like maybe a trial at a League Two club. Yeah. You can yeah, they get go a that way. But guidance, don't they? When you're like 18, 19, it's hard to go to like a club where you've been Molly Coddled by a Premier League club for so long, yeah. never played a league game, and then you go into a League Two, league two game, getting yeah. smashed every week in training, thinking, oh, what's this? Yeah, no, they're, not, they're not used to it all, these It's a so. big issue, isn't it? Even mm. to these, I these think days. it was more the blessing for me, getting released at 14, because I had time to adapt, you know, to like League Two when I was 15, 16. Yeah. And then obviously working my way up. What was that like making your debut at 16? Oh, yeah, it was scary to be fair. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was horrible. Cause, yeah, what, what division were Bury in at the time? It was the end of well, League One, so it would have been Division one. Two. would have been Division yeah. Two. Yeah, but we, we were relegated. Proper football. Yeah, we were proper football, yeah. yeah. Like Gig Lane was just like a mud. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was horrible. But I came on in a, in a... Well, my first start was against Peterborough. We were already relegated last game of the season. My first start, we got to be 4-1. But for me, it was just like 16 years old, playing right wing. Yeah. Just having fun. Just, it was like a, I was like a little kid on the pitch, you know what I mean? Like, for, for, I remember the ball coming into me the first touch and it rolled under my foot, went out of play for a throw, and I'm like, oh no, there we go. But after that, he just grew into the game. Yeah, yeah. Every time That's I got it. the ball, I was just running and running and running and just kicked on from there, really. Yeah. 16's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Just being back at, at that level. Yeah. Like straight in. You probably weren't even playing youth team, were you? No, well, I, had, <laughs> I basically had a year youth team when I was 15, and obviously started the season. It was uh, one, it's under 18s, isn't it? But uh, yeah, just from, I was quite big for a 16 year old. I was quite developed uh, early, quite yeah. Developed, so I was like, I was big and strong back then, and I didn't like fear anything. I was just like, just go and play and just yeah. yourself, yeah. Just living back to your Liverpool time, mm. any any players there of. No, not one. Any name that came through the one, same well, time as you? Do you need to, well, there's a year older than me, like called John Welsh. Right. He used to be a, it was depressed him for a bit, but other than that, like he's probably the one who Stephen Warnock was a year above as well. Stephen Warnock, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah but in my age group, there was nobody. Who's your, didn't it? Yeah. Like the 
the minimal amount of players that actually yeah. come through, even at an academy or a school of excellence like Liverpool. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I was the only one who's like basically, there might have been a couple who played like League, League Two conference, but yeah, yeah. not to the heights where you think they stayed at Liverpool thinking they're going to get a better career where yeah. I got released and started from the bottom and work your way up. So, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Difficult. All that hard work and then they go and sign. Yeah, so I mean, it's a to get back into football when you get released at a certain age. I think it's, if I, I keep on saying it, but if you're in an academy and you're there till 23 and not played a single game and you get released, yeah, no one's going to take you because you've got no experience in playing football. So, Yeah, but it's changed a bit now, isn't it? Like 21's more emphasis, yeah. isn't it? I don't know how official that is or not or whatever, but... Mm. So Berry, well, he was there for a while. Yeah, four, four years at Berry. Yeah? Yeah, just in and out of the team. Just had some seasons where I weren't good enough. Some some games where I played really well and I get a run in the game, in, yeah. in the team, but... You know, must have had like, little rumours about how people would keep an eye on well, someone yeah. who's playing first. always playing on the wing. Age. Yeah, always on the always wing. On always, the always on the wing, yeah. Right. As, as a younger age, and then obviously the... Who was I think? Andy, Andy Priest. Yeah, Andy yeah. Priest yeah. He was playing manager at the time. Yeah. But he was a striker as well, so he'd bring himself on before me. And I think, you know, just to get, just to get his appearance free and stuff like that. But in the end, like, he's, he retired. He got Graham Barrow in as his assistant. Yeah. And then he started playing me as a striker in the final season where I left him in the January window to join Preston. But, yeah, that's when uh, that fourth season, when I knew my, my contract was up, I felt like I had to, like, up my game a bit, you know, to try and yeah. get a new one or try and move on to a, to a better club. And the next one was That's Preston. what happened, yeah. That's yeah. Happened, yeah. So yeah, you went to Preston next. Yeah. Uh, how, what was that like, Preston? Yeah, I didn't. Was it, you got transferred with about a hundred thousand yeah, pounds. Yeah, ninety thousand pound, I think it was. Yeah. But, like, and you were what nineteen, twenty at the time? Been twenty, yeah. Or nineteen. Nineteen, yeah. yeah. After twenty in May, it would have been so. But that never, never nearly happened. I had, uh, Billy Davis was the manager. Billy Davis, yeah. yeah Ned Spanish Kelly, manager. Ned yeah, Kelly, yeah. assistant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I remember like going into like the office well, to do the contract with my agent. <clears throat> John Seisman and uh, walked in, they've gone, uh, oh, there's the offer, blah, blah, blah. He went, nah, not having it. Walked straight out, I'm like, huh? So I'm thinking my move just, as, as just gone. Falling apart. The next day, he went, nah, I'm not taking it. Walked out, got in the car, went back to Berry, started training. I'm thinking, what's happened here? Like, I'm just, <laughs> I want to sign for Preston. He went, nah, it's not good enough. But like, I played on the Saturday, but like, I think that was on the Thursday. On the Saturday, I played for Berry, scored a goal, and then Preston rang back and said, listen, when you got a better deal for you, come back in next day, or two days later, I've signed for Preston. It was, it was scary, because I'm walking, thinking I've signed, signed for Preston Championship Club here, about to like, earn a bit more money, and then it's just like, within 30 seconds of going into the meeting, it was over, I was thinking, oh my God, I've, I've never been in a negotiation suppose ever it, since. Yeah, <coughs> as a 19 year old as well, yeah. your first time in a, a manager's office with your, yeah, it was horrible. With your age and trying yeah. to negotiate your future. Yeah. And then you've got what one or two days of like yeah, pure headaches, yeah, yeah, pure, pure stress. The thing you don't realise at that age, or even later on, is that some of these agents and managers they all speak to each other anyway, yeah. and it's a little bit of a front and a facade. Yeah, yeah. They sort of go through the motions, and it's that's why your agent would be like, "Don't worry, it's sort of really, <laughs> you know, a bit of a cover." Yeah, that, it, was a, it was a mad experience, but I've, I've, as I said, I've never been in a room. When they've negotiated my contract since, since yeah, I, uh, I, I just let them, let them go in. I'll stay outside in the car and just let them let them do it. Yeah, because it's quite nerve wracking. Uh, well, I was with my agent since since Barry till till I retired. So like, yeah. I said, John, I trust you. Go in there, get what you can, and if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. So yeah, 
Yeah. It, it certainly beats going in on your own back in the <laughs> yeah. day. Mm. As a manager, like you said there, out of contract. And you literally didn't know until you walked in that office whether you was getting offered a new one or not. Yeah, yeah. And you could walk out of there unemployed. <laughs> yeah, it's scary, And, isn't and it? you hadn't played particularly well. You had no mm. club to go to and it was panic stations. Mm. Uh, it's a totally different scenario. Mm. Well, I, was, I, was, I was on like 300 quid at Berry when I signed my first professional deal. I was 17. Yeah. And then I think Preston offered a, a thousand pounds and we were like, nah, see you later. Right, yeah. Go and, and then they obviously they buffed it and then we were like, yeah, we'll sign it. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was, it, was just, it was a mad one, but I was just glad to get it over the line because I, my time at Preston was unbelievable. The yeah. of it, yeah. What are your memorable moments from playing at Preston? Oh, Billy Elvis. He was a character for a start, wasn't he, Billy Davis? Yeah, I love, I love Billy Davis. Obviously, he's Sammy, but like he, he's a manager who got you going. Like if you had a bad game, he would like he'd give you the you'd haircut. Have yeah, you'd, you'd have it where you're like shouting in your face. But I loved it because it got me going. Yeah. If I was having a bad game, he'd just shout me on the touchline. I'd be like, oh, Jesus, I need to start running again. But yeah, just obviously the first season I signed in January, so we got to the playoff final that year. Mm -hmm. got by, obviously, got beat by West Ham in the, uh, in in the final, final yeah. which is a bit gutting. But <clears throat> no, no, just the players that we had was we had a, a mixture of like a really good, experienced players and young players coming through as well, and uh, just two and a half seasons of just pure pleasure playing for Preston. And did, and did David Kelly sort of help you home your goal scoring? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, he was he was just like every day, just shooting, training sessions, shooting sure. sessions, finishing sessions. But he was like he loved it. Like he was so enthusiastic about yeah. it. Like he wanted the, your players to get better. And uh, and again, there was obviously Billy, Ned, and Julian Darby as well. Julian who, who Darby, was, who was yeah. the coach. And I, I, I was a young lad, and they thought I was like the best player since sliced bread. So like I, I loved. It. I was loved by all the players. I was like the kind of player who had. I'd get the ball and they'd expect me to do something. Like I was that player. Got you. So I, I had, uh, I wanted to get on the ball and do a forward and to make them proud and stuff like that. You know, was, well, yeah, that's yeah, a good attitude yeah, to have. That's a good, good, good way to run your club, basically yeah. as a manager, isn't it? Mm. <clears throat> Did the players ever look to you like that? Eh, <laughs> uh, not really. Us. Give me the ball. <laughs> do what you do, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's not about me, Mark. Oh, yeah, right. sorry. Right, yeah. You've made that quite clear <laughs> in the recent past, so let's just move on. It's hard, I think it's hard as defenders, though, to try and... Yeah, of course, yeah. When you're attacker, you, you're scoring the goals, you get a bit more credit, don't you? But obviously, you used to stop the ball from going in there, so that was your job, uh -huh. but I'll try to. I'll try. <laughs> Occasionally, yeah. So, do you, like, you, do you, that's where you came to the fore, really, at Preston, mm. wasn't it? You excelled there. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting that you say that about taking on the mantle, maybe, of being like the main man. Mm -hmm. A lot of players can't, can't really handle that. I don't know if it's pressure or whatever, or that situation, isn't it? To, for you to take that on, that gets recognised and sort of sets you up for yeah. when you're playing at an even higher level down the line, isn't it? Yeah, but I think because I was so young, I was only 19, like I was just playing football like I was playing with my friends on the, on the football pitch. Like, yeah. I wasn't really bothered about winning. I just wanted to play football and enjoy myself. And if they wanted to give me the ball and let me run at someone and create a goal or score a goal, then... Yeah, that was me. I loved it. It's, it's nice yeah. to hear that refreshing because yeah. I think an element of it these days, certainly from the outside, people look at it and think it's all a bit engineered and all a bit, you know, overly professional and I think overly that, coached, yeah. coached and pressurised and that. Yeah, yeah but almost, the higher you go up, though, like the pressure. Like obviously, when I moved up on my career to Portsmouth, I found it really hard. Like, yeah, yeah, I was it's playing with like up, all it, yeah. these world-class players. I always thought, well. 
I'm not, mm. the, I'm not the best, you know, more kind of thing, you know what I mean? More intense. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I struggled a lot at Portsmouth, but I pressed them where I didn't care. Yeah. Like I was playing. Probably play your, your best football school, yeah, as well. Yeah. But like you see it in from a young age, we're talking about academies, don't you? There's pressure mm -hmm. on lads and, and girls that are not even, not even teenagers. Mm. And it all becomes a bit heavy and serious, but mm. it seems like you were probably similar to me and Jerry, but just played football for football. Yeah. You enjoyed it, not because what it brings, possibly down the line, that's a natural consequence, yeah. isn't it? But just to have that enthusiasm about it, yeah. And yeah. probably when you play your best games, isn't it? Yeah, look, um, look, yeah as I said, like by Preston, like I excelled, I got called to the 21s. Like an old, I'm, I'm like playing in the championship and all these like young players of like Liverpool, Man United, West Ham, yeah. like coming through their academy. They've not really played first team football, but I was playing every, every single week in the championship. So I thought, oh, I know. Did you get I, young player of the year up in the what is now the outside the Premier yeah, League, yeah, yeah. EFL, yeah, yeah, EFL, yeah, like young player of the year. But again, I was just just really playing football with with enjoyment, like no pressure, just yeah. go and enjoy yourself. And I, I think that's why I like did so well early on in my career because of, there was no pressure. It was just, mm. as I said, just go out, enjoy yourself, play football, score a few goals, and if you get a bit of credit for a fair, fair dues. Yeah, natural yeah. talent came shining through. Yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> cause I was quite pacey as well. I was playing against defenders who, like, on that era, were like not really quick. Yeah, like right, Matt. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. Just, yeah, just give when me I, own back, son. Don't worry about yeah, it. I think when I played against Leicester, when I was a press in my first year, I think Martin Keown was playing centre-off. Right. So then, what year was that? It was in 2000... Uh, 2004. Four or five, maybe. Five, that yeah. was, yeah. Five. Yeah. Five. So like, when I packed in, yeah. yeah. When you ran past me. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was a sign. Pull the lever. They always used to confuse me, and, and I'm quite glad we got away with it. But it's not so much so these days, but it's still relevant. But the quickest players in the teams, yeah. strikers more often than not, and they go up against the slowest slot hoppers <laughs> like me and you. Yeah. And you think, and we're meant to deal with it. Mm -hmm. like, it was a lot of sense. Because it's really, all up it? there, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> a couple of yards in our head. We, we were still three yards behind on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but oh, I mean, it's, it just doesn't make sense, really, does it? No. You know, it's like cheery on me running at you. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, I needed three of us to help you out. But these days, they're meant to do it on their own, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. one on one defender. Leveled up it's a like bit. Man, man, now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you, you touched on Portsmouth. Yeah. Uh, so at the time, that was a that was a big move, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, six million pound move. Yeah, yeah. From pressing the Portsmouth. Yeah, it was it was Portsmouth for Sunderland. I, I had to meet with Roy Keane on the six million dollar man. Yeah, yeah, I had to meet with Roy Keane. I was basically going to Sunderland, so I had to meet with him, gone to his house, and yeah. Sort of this, but I've just come back from the European Championships for the 21s. Yeah. I said, I need a break. Like, I need to go on holiday just to get my head right. But I basically said to him, I'm signing for you. So I went to Marbella with my friends, as you do. Oh, yeah. I had a week there and got a phone call off my agent, like three days later saying, oh, pulled out. I was like, what? You know, you said you're taking too much time to make a decision. I said, I've basically told him that I've signed. And he was like, well, he's pulled out. So I went, oh, I'll go Portsmouth instead. So, wow. Yeah. Was, yeah. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm surprised I'm, to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, how he is. I'm on a beach club like with my friends, having a few drinks, and I get a phone call thinking, John, I must be thinking, oh, this is my contract. Ring up, pull that, I'm like, oh. yeah, It's off. I just instantly sobered up. <laughs> it was one of them, wasn't it? <laughs> He's like, it was off. I was like, oh, you went all but Portsmouth for coming. I was like, well, let's do it. 
Well, you were there touch, three or four years at Portsmouth. Yeah. You only you only played seventy eight games. Yeah. What, 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 well, I'm not saying it went yeah. wrong, but why yeah. why how, that stat doesn't really no, fit, well, fit the amount of time. When I first joined Portsmouth, like I've gone down there straight from basically got home from Marbella. Yeah. Next day, I'm on the plane down to Portsmouth with my agent, basically sign everything, do the press conference, stuff like that, and then two days later, I get a phone call off Billy Davis. I'm like. Oh, what do you want? He's at, he's at Derby at the time. Yes. They've just been promoted to the Premier League. And he's like, oh, do you fancy coming to join Derby? I'm like, like come on, like, I've just basically have a pause. But in my head, I'm thinking, well, it's closer to home. Mm. My family's like a bit closer. I was like, oh, make it happen. And I'm thinking, oh, no, what have I done here? And then Harry's found wind of it. Oh, yeah. Faithful error. Yeah, so he's like, I need to talk to you. I was standing in the Marriott Hotel at the time. And uh, he says, oh, we need to have a meeting. He's basically pulled me and said, oh, do, you, do you want to go to Derby or do you want to stay? I was like, oh, I want to stay. But I've committed to you, you know, I said, I want to stay. So, but from that moment, I knew my yeah. time had already... He wouldn't, he wouldn't look at you. Yeah, he would actually look at you the same way. Portsmouth, yeah, I've already signed, yeah, two days later, yeah, he rang me saying, do you want to sign yeah, a strange one, that, isn't it? But, but I, I was young, I was only young. I was like 20, 20, 21, 22 when I signed. So I'm thinking, oh, I want to closer to home because Portsmouth, I basically went there on my own. Yeah. Like my family come down weekends and stuff yeah. like that, but still, my mate moved down with me, and we were just like, none of us could cook. We were just staying, staying in an apartment, like that they, the club like put us two up. students, basically. Yeah, it basically was, yeah. We just basically go out to like fast food restaurants, having food every day, drinking Coke. I'm like, oh, what am I doing here? Like, I just want to mm. be at home. But uh, every, time mom, every time my mum comes down, the week, yeah. yeah. Drinking, eating burgers and like drinking that, Coke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, and then, yeah, just. So, would you say it was a bit of. Not your attitude, but just your circumstances at that time yeah. in your career where you're on your own with your mate. Yeah. Uh, and obviously your relationship with Harry Redknapp yeah, sort of, not broke down, but yeah. just yeah, widened just, yeah, a bit. You, you knew that my heart wasn't in that kind of thing because I said to Billy Davis that I joined Derby. And then when he finds out, he's like, there's always going to be that separation in there. Yeah. But I started the first couple of games. We played Derby first game of the season. Yeah, that's yeah, right. We drew 2-2. Yeah. Didn't score? score. No, I didn't score, no. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, it's just, I just really struggled. Like, I don't know why, maybe because I was on my own or lost my confidence. But I remember, like, one of the games I go through, get put through 1 1 against Man United. I'm at Rayon, sorry, it's raining. <laughs> yeah, I go through 1 1 with David De Gea, and like, I'm running through and slip. And I'm thinking, oh my God, it couldn't get any worse. Like, could have scored my first goal for the club, and then it took me forever to score my first goal. and. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, just, I don't know, the fans, I think the fans always had my back, but because they weren't scoring, there was, a, like, the players as well that we signed. Mm -hmm. Like, we had Ben Johnny, we had John Utaka, yeah. Carnu, like, all these players were waiting to take my place, so I was like, I missed my chance and I'd never really got back in, really. Never got back. Uh, but you did uh, win the FA Cup. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, but... Hey, what was that like? Yeah, surreal. But that was in, that was the, in January, they were trying to get me out of the club. Right. To get uh, Jermaine <coughs> Defoe in. Yes. But I was like, oh, I've just come back from a hernia. Like, I'm not going to go to Ipswich. They're trying to get me on loan to Ipswich to uh, go and get some games. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going. I don't want to go. I had Ian Broomfield. Do you remember Ian Broomfield, mm -hmm. the scout? Yeah. He was literally waiting for me outside the training ground with his briefcase, <laughs> trying to drag me into his car to drive me to Ipswich. I'm like, I'm not going. Like, you can't force me to go. Yeah. And they were just desperate to try and get Jermaine Defoe in just to, to replace me. 
he came in the end, like, but he, yeah. he, he was cup, he was cup tied, so, yeah. so he couldn't like that was my chance to like the FA Cup was my chance to like come on a sub and try and make an impact. And yeah, I remember like the third round we played the switch away and I've scored the winner to get us through. I missed the fourth round, missed the fifth round, but then came back for the sixth quarters, semis in the final, which well all came on in subs appearances. But surreal, surreal experience, yeah. like to get your hands on the cup and say like you didn't feel part of the the makeup at Portsmouth. Yeah. But you have a hand in winning the FA Cup. Yeah. I suppose it's mixed emotions somewhat. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the, the league games, like, I've, I've literally come on for like five minutes a game. Mm. Like, yeah, I'd crouched if I were Ben Johnny, Carney, John Utaka, and then me. So I was thinking, well, oh, am, I, yeah. am I ever going to play? I was going to say, you've got some competition there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Harry yeah. tends to ever. Milan Barros turned up as well. I was like, oh my God, like, yeah. he, doesn't want me here, so but, <laughs> but my, my confidence was shot at the time. Like I was like for all these players, like I just needed to get out and yeah. go out and load somewhere, start just yeah, start again. And it's funny from the outside. I, I have like a memory of you being or an association with you being at Portsmouth. Mm. And I would have felt that you had a positive time there. Yeah. You know, from the outside, yeah. just associate you being there. But obviously, the reality was a little bit different. Yeah. Frustrating and difficult, but uh, dude, dude, desperate to get me out. But I was like, yeah. I'm not going. Like, why didn't you want to go? Because uh, it, because of the, I've had I've had a hernia. Like I've right. I hadn't trained. They were basically just like shift me out just to go and train with someone else and try and play games and get fit. I was right, like, okay, well, yeah. That could hamper my career, you know, going somewhere. Yeah, where I've not trained or played for like yeah, got to get yourself weeks. right first. I've got to get myself fit to like go somewhere. But mm. you know, Harry had me in his office. Like the club offered me money to go. Well, I can, like I can imagine what that was like, yeah. yeah. You're like, we'll give you this much amount of money, but say you can go and buy a car, you can buy watches. I'm like, I'm not bothered, like, you know what I mean? I just, I just want to get fit. But in the end, like, I just stuck out for the first two seasons and ended up going on loan to Burnley. In the Burnley, yeah. Part, yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you, you went yeah. the, to loan, on loan, sorry, to Burnley. Yeah. And then, <laughs> from the depths of depravity, <laughs> the move of a lifetime. Yeah. <clears throat> Came about. Yeah. How did that come about? Well, the, my last season at Portsmouth, Steve Cottrell was manager, and that was my final season. That was probably my fourth year at Portsmouth, and he was, he was, he was desperate for like, me to stay. Like, I just had a good good season back in the Championship at Portsmouth after he got relegated. Mm -hmm. I think I scored like 14, 15 goals in the, in the Champ, and then he was like, oh, stay, but we can't offer you what you want. But the club yeah. was in turmoil at the time, Portsmouth. Yeah. Like, when Harry, ref, Harry left and Sasha Gaydemark, the chairman at the time, the French chairman, as soon as they left, the club just went to pot. Like, right. didn't have anything to, had no money whatsoever. Yeah. So, uh, and then that was my obviously when I, after the championship season with Cottrell, I was like, no, I'm, I'm gonna need a new challenge. Like, I want to try and get a bit closer to home. And Leicester got a phone call off Sven. Uh, agent, well, agent rang me first saying Sven wants to speak to you. And uh, yeah, just had a convo with Sven. Didn't have a clue what he was saying, but <laughs> yeah, she was just like saying like the obviously being taken over by Vishai and Top. Yeah. Yeah, just the season before, and he says they're going to go for it, and he wants me to be the part of the plans, and Brilliant. ended up signing. Yeah. It didn't take long to say yes to that one, did it? Yeah, so basically, if, if for me, if some club shows interest in you, the first club for me, like they want you. So for me, that's <coughs> yeah. like for me, that's the the cue to go and sign for them. Yeah. Like, well, obviously, early when I said about Sunderland first, I was like, ready, let's go. Yeah. They're the first team to come to me, so let's let's do it. Where Leicester were the first team to come after. What What are your memories of those? Early days when you first joined, what was that? 2011. It was, it was carnage to be fair because it was just players coming in left, right, and centre. Yeah, 
like obviously Casper signed that year, Paul Konchesky, Sean St. Ledger, Matt Mills, Jelson Fernandez, Neil Dans, yeah. Matt Mills, yeah. ex son in law. <laughs> Still your son in law, so. Yeah. Uh. I think all these players that we signed and Jermaine Beckford, yeah, they must have signed about 16, 17 players. So we were thinking, oh, we're going to easy win the league, all these best players at the championship, all these foreign players coming in to improve the squad and struggled so much because wow. we, we couldn't gel as a team. And now we did we did a yeah. podcast with Sven, yeah. and he said to us that he actually deserved to get the sack. It's the only time in his career yeah. he said he admitted that he deserved to get the get the sack from a football club yeah. because he brought so many players yeah. in. The club had backed him so much in the transfer market. And he basically said the same, he just couldn't get a rhythm yeah. together with the team, could he? And the, and the results, obviously, I think there was a stage where they were getting towards the playoffs and fell away oh, at the, yeah. back, the back end. But what was Sven like to work, work under? He was quite calm, to be fair. Like he, he wouldn't, he's not one of them managers that'll come in and rant, rant and rage and tell you you're crap and you need to be better. He was just like, he was just like, we just need to pass the ball nice and slow, like work the ball, you know, get out wide, get you cross into the box. He was never like, oh, in your face. Right. He was just so calm, but like some players need that little Yeah, they need a little bit they? extra, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, when you got 17 new players and we just come gel together and get the results that we needed, because on paper, like you look at the team, we, yeah. we should have Bad the league, players, like, yeah. Yeah. We had the best team in the league, yeah. but we just couldn't gel together as a team and get the results that we needed. Uh, that's football, and when you when you when you sign too many players, and they don't gel, and, and, you, and you don't gel, it, yeah. it's hard, isn't it? And you don't know your best eleven. You know, sometimes that is a problem for managers mm. that struggle to find their best eleven. Yeah, and then, so they're chopping and changing all the and time. And if he's bringing the players in, he's all the players think like, well, I've got to play because you signed me, so. Yeah. But some players were like getting left on the bench out the squad and were like, oh my God, he's signed for like four or five million, like he's not even playing, can't even get a game kind of thing. Was, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Nigel comes in. Yeah. And then, so the difference in, in, in manager styles yeah, between Nigel and Swift. Nigel's Nigel, one of them managers where if you walk down the corridor, like you're like, yeah. like you, don't, you don't want to be out of place, do you? You just want to walk next to him. You don't want to say hello to him because you don't want to, <laughs> what, what, yeah. what mood he's going to yeah. be in. Sounds familiar. I, I, I think, Sounds familiar. Familiar. I think that's good as a manager because yeah. They're meant to keep you on your toes, aren't they? Yeah. He's not one of them who you'll have, have a chat with down the corridor. He's like, if you see him, you're like, you want to walk the other way because you don't want the confrontation of like walking past your manager. So, so what would you say? need someone, sorry, gentlemen, yeah. they need someone with that strength of personality and character yeah. to handle you, you boys there. Like, you're the Harlem Globetrotters to a level, a bit yeah. of an exaggeration you know, of, of that league. Someone's got to knit it all together and be yeah. that forceful character. Nigel's certainly that. Yeah, but yeah, you had Shake, uh, Craig Shakespeare and. Mm -hmm. Well, she is, yeah, as the people that you talk to, like yeah. your feelings across to, where mm -hmm. Nigel's just like, he's a manager and that is it. He'll pick yeah. the team, tell you what to do. And if you don't do it, you're not playing. And that was Nigel down to a T and I loved it because I needed that little yeah. kick up the backside to get me going again. Well, and most people do, I would say, uh, uh, in fairness. And what about his coaching style compared to Sven's? Yeah, com different. completely different, yeah. Like, Nigel, like, Sven was like a 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1 where mm. Nah, just like four four two. Yeah. Like one one striker coming off, one striker yeah. up top and one one, the one one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like that was perfect for me. Because I as a striker you want to play with someone else up there. You don't yeah. want to be on your on your own. But uh, the first season it was just about getting his pointers across the year. I think Sven got sacked just after Christmas win at January time. Mm -hmm. 
Nigel came in, just settled the ship to the end of the season and uh, got his point across, you know, signed his own players. You know, I think we raided the Man United youth team, didn't we? Got Drinky and Jamo yeah. in, Richie Delac came in. Yeah. You know, uh, Jesse Lingard came on on loan, That's Harry right. Kane came yeah. on on loan, stuff like that. We had a lot of players coming in on loan. Yeah. Nigel's first season, this, we got to the playoffs and me against Wofford. Yeah. But I was, oh, oh, I watched that the yeah, other way. Yeah. That's yeah. a surreal moment in football history. Yeah, that. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. Not caught yeah. it's fair, and then he gets up to take the penalty. Yeah. Misses. Yeah, misses up the other end. Bang. Yeah, but that, that, we started off really well. That, yeah. We started off really well that season. And then we died off. For like, we didn't think we didn't win in like 18 games. Hmm. I didn't score on 18 games, stuff like that. And he was swapping the team every every week, Harry could play. You know, Vards will play, Becks will play. It was like, oh my God, like, we can't. Did you say you didn't score. win in 18 games? Yeah, so it was, it was another run where we just couldn't win a game. I think it was like one win in 16, 17 games. I'm not sure. Unbelievable, yeah. But we were like fourth and just dropped to ninth. And then towards the end of the season, we just we sneak into the playoffs. We played Forest last game of the season and we won 2 1 or 3 2. Anthony scored the yeah, yeah. goal in the last minute yeah, to get into the playoffs. Up, it? Yeah. But yeah, it was, just, it was just a whirlwind season. I wasn't playing towards the end of the season, but in the playoff semi final against. Who was it against? Whoa. Yeah, Wofford, the first leg, sorry, yeah. Yeah. We won 1 0 at our place at King Power, scored second leg. Obviously, go 1 0 down. I scored an equaliser, so we're winning 2 1. They equalise, go 2 2. And obviously, Anthony misses the pen. The and they, they go down the end and score. It's just like. Surreal. Yeah. People run on the pitch, it's like fans oh. slapping you on your head, yeah. running past you. You just want to get up and just like. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, know, you know what it feels like, don't you? But kicked off, went long, they were still blue and it happened again. All the fans onto the pitch we were like, oh my God, Anthony's in tears. But I just remember like going out after the game in London, just in a pub, just like drowning my sorrows, just drinking yeah. pint after pint, just thinking, oh, killed us. After they killed it, every one of us. Uh, what could have been? Probably what should have been. I think How do you get your head around that? Well, so obviously they managed, <clears throat> they managed to do it well mm. next yeah, season. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Do you think that served a purpose? 100%. Extra determination. Every, every, every one of us came back like, yeah. Unbelievable fit. Like it's like we never had a break. Yeah. Everyone just like carried on training, coming to training, did the test, everyone smashed it. Yeah. And it's pre season, basically one went to Austria, as you do, you know, yeah. in the the camps and stuff like that. But we came back and just demolished the league. Otherwise like, we're not letting it slip again. Uh, yeah. yeah, fair play. Yeah, it, was, it was a good season to be fair. And for everyone, like the team we had was was solid. Yeah, Richie Delat used to bomb on yeah. on the right. You had Wes, Liam, Vass. Centre offs, Conch and Jeff left back. Yeah. Yeah, Drinky, Matty James, Kingy midfield, Lloyd yeah. Dyer on the left, Riyad, Anthony on the right, me and Vards up top, and we had Chris Wood who was there as yeah, well. Yeah, right. a good mix there, wasn't there? Yeah, so we had, we had a squad yeah. to like go all the way. And How was your relationship with Jamie Vardy on the pitch? Yeah, it's it legend to be fair. When he, when he first signed, like he just, no one knew, he struggled at the start, like no one knew what. What to expect? Uh, non league. Because he's first million pound non league yeah. player, where and he struggled the first couple of well, first 18 months. Like, couldn't get, he was playing every now and again, yeah. couldn't get a game. His confidence was was shot, didn't really train well, wasn't look after his body well enough. And he, he nearly left. Like, he yeah. went into Nige and said, like, I'll kind of go along somewhere and just try and build my confidence. And then Nige went, No, nah, you're not going, you're staying, you're going to fight for your place. And right. look at him now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good so management, not, not, though, not, again, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. a big decision to make, isn't it, when you're not playing? Yeah, well, especially... Yeah. It's, Do you know what I mean? And, and you've come in as a, like you say, it's not a massive price tag in the broad scheme of things mm. as far as football is concerned, but for, for Jamie at that time, mm. you know, 
be the first million pound. Experience from Nigel, though, isn't it? Because it, yeah, it's not it's like he's come great from management. League One to Championship. He's gone non-league. Mm -hmm. So he knows it's a big jump. He knows it's going to take a little while, more than likely, to acclimatise. And you finished Certainly top goal that. scorer that season as well, David, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how many goals would you like? Uh, 20, 21, was it? 21, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think nine of them are pens. Like, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, that, you still that, got a back, put them in the back, then. That was the thing with Anthony missing the pen last mm. game of the season. I, I literally said, well, I'm an experienced pro now, kind of thing. Like, I, I'm going to take responsible and take the pens because just seeing him crying on the pitch was horrible. Yeah, he's a young lad. He won yeah. the pen. He wanted to obviously be the hero, but I didn't want to like go over to him when he's got the ball in his hand yeah. on the penalty. Spot and say, listen, I'm having it. It was like he's in the moment now. He's got to, yeah. he's basically got to take it. And then once he missed, I was like, nah, that's it. I'm, I'm taking him from now on. And Love it. Yeah, you, you get a few extra goals, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the, that was like the, obviously the first season where I've been a regularly like a penalty taker. Like I've, right. ne I've never in took pens. I've never, never took pens in my career. Right. Yeah. So that well, was on like that the recent trip season. to Dubai that we were on together. I could see why he weren't a regular penalty taker. We weren't going to mention I, I, that. Yeah. I, I, told you, I told you I was told. I got told, told to miss. To miss. Yeah, they had was, to win, didn't they? And, and Leo. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was? Man United team had to win. Yeah. Right, doing, okay. yeah. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. <laughs> but yeah, just just I'm that responsibility of a older pro taking pens and having that responsibility has just meant a lot to me and. I'm, Obviously, it worked because I think we were getting pens galore that season. And uh, when you have wingers like Lloyd Dyer mm. and Anthony O'Reilly on the right, it was just, yeah. they were just jinking in and out of plays, like winning pens left, right, and centre. And uh, it was just good to play with. Like Lloyd Dyer, I love playing with Lloyd Dyer. Yeah. He's so direct, like running down the wing. What, you knew what was I coming. Knew, I knew what was coming, so I had yeah. to just make my run into the box. And, yeah. But with Anthony and Riyad, it was. They basically always coming inside and shooting. Yeah. So yeah, basically it was following for the keeper for the shots. Lloyd Dyer was just like getting the box for the cross because you know yeah. what he's going to do get to the byline, cross the ball. Even like Kingy as well. Kingy was like a like a ten, eight, yeah. like a ten kind of player. And every time I got the ball a bit deeper, I knew Kingy was going to be there because he was one who was always breaking forward. Forward, yeah. And um, obviously the relationship with Vards on the pitch was was easy because we we were both grafters. Like we both worked hard and closed down defenders together. Right there for centre half, you two. Yeah, we we look for each other on the pitch all the time, and it just just clicked after that season when we started playing together. He turned up into training ground first game, of, well the first day. He's wearing like red trainers, blue shorts, white t-shirt. I'm like, he looks more like a, he looked like a painting decorator. <laughs> like you're walking into the pitch with a cap on and stuff like this. I'm thinking, who's this guy? This guy's coming to take my place here, and he's just walked in like in a pair of like blue three quarter uh, shorts. I was having red, 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 yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, red trainers on, like a white, yeah. Purpley pink, yours are, yeah. He's just wearing every colour in, in the book, and I was thinking, this guy's not taking my place, not a chance. Because you get that little rivalry, don't you, as yeah. when, the, yeah. when they sign a striker, you're like, well, I'm better than you. You've got to think to yourself, I'm better than him, kind of thing. And obviously, the first season, I was thinking, oh, it's crap, like, he's come from non league, he's, he's, <laughs> you know what I mean? One of them, it's but crap. yeah, <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking, like, but obviously, they've signed him for a reason, and yeah. obviously, you, you see what he's doing now every season for Leicester and you think, well, you didn't see that coming in the first 18 months. But yeah. No, obviously, best man. Uh, yeah, we uh, had a good speech, had a lovely meal, had a few drinks, sang with Westlife oh, at his wedding. So, yeah. You yeah, did? Yeah, both of us did. You're a crooner, are you? Yeah, yeah. Don't mind a bit of Westlife. You can see that, actually. Yeah. But that was, that was I'm not sure about Jamie singing, but that's yeah. not pretty, is it? No, he's, he's not too bad to fair. You'd be surprised. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's but, his go-to karaoke tune? Oh, it's got to be Flying Without Wings, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Flying Without Wings. Or Robbie Williams' Angels. Yeah. I did that at a wedding previously. I went to Craig Forsyth's wedding 
a lad who played for Derby and yeah. basically got up in front of everyone on the stage and sang <laughs> uh, Robbie Williams' Angels. Brilliant. That's after a few drinks that I'm sober, oh, yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. That could be the way forward sometimes, yeah. aren't yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, when you yeah. get a bit restless. Yeah, just get into a karaoke Just get a few drinks down me, I'll be all right. Shows you how close, how much time you spend with each other as footballers, doesn't it? Because you see each other pretty much every six days a week, don't you? Mm. Yeah. You know, away together, etc. Bonds are formed, don't they? Yeah, it does. And I think that season, like the team spirit we have, like that team that we had was, every time there was an eye out or a meal, Everybody was there. It wasn't like, well, two would be like away. Everybody was there together, no mm -hmm. matter what. Yeah. Even if it was someone's birthday or... Did Nigel encourage that? Yeah, just, mm. you, want, you want a team, don't you? You don't want like individuals where yeah. like, oh, you get the old couple where you think, oh, I'm not going to that, it'd be crap. But everybody went. Like we've seen it in Dubai, like when, yeah. I've not seen Vas, Leo, Wes, Danzi. You know, I've yeah, not seen them for years, years. And, and we come together. It's like we've never been away. Yeah. And it's just like stuff like that. You just, you just know, like they're yeah. going to be friends for life because... <laughs> Sometimes it can be awkward when you haven't seen a player for quite a while, yeah, but when, when we're together, it's just like we've never never been away. So I think when, when you get that click, that, mm. that mixture, because it doesn't always happen, mm. does it? No, no. But any team that I played with it had success in relative terms, whether it's League Two yeah. all the way up to the Premier League, they always had that togetherness. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, not necessarily out boozing and drinking and doing things you shouldn't do but collectively like you say yeah. meals or there were events going on or trips away everyone was in the mix yeah it's weird. we and never decided we being yeah. successful as well we never had that many foreign players either we basically had Anthony and Riyad, Riyad and Vass that was it mm. but Vass is just basically you, yeah. yeah you've seen him in action he's, yeah, he's yeah. an absolute cannon when he's out and <laughs> yeah He's so good to be around the change room as well because he can he can get you up for a game as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Riyad and Anthony, they're probably the two latest people that I've ever come across when they first joined. But then after we got older and I they, they work so hard for the team, like after like three months it was, because they, they were in and out of the team, just swapping all the That's time right. to whoever worked the hardest that, yeah. would play. So both of them like just fighting each other to like try and play in, in the game. And no, no, I think in the end they, they just adapted to the culture and and just love being around the players. Yeah. Well, it showed, been, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Face it, it showed. I was going to say it would have been interesting because they didn't really get given, or well, memory serves me right, too much opportunity to play in tandem. Yeah, in both the Premier together, League. Yeah. I think maybe Nigel was a bit hesitant to let them loose because of the reasons you just said there. Yeah. But that would have been interesting. Knock hard on one, Mario's on the other side. Yeah, yeah it would have been difficult for me and Vards to make a run. Yeah, it wasn't bad the way it worked out, was it? I mean, both of them are unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable players. Like the, the skill set they had just to beat a player and how, how they do it, I don't know. Because I was just I was just direct, just like closing. I'll get my yeah. goal from closing someone down and blocking it and running through a goal and score. Oh, I ain't going to take someone on and do a step over and put in the top bin. Yeah. My goals came through hard work and graft and that's just the, the way I played all my career. What, what, yeah. So you just mentioned it. Your memories then mm. from from that season, your first season back, yeah. Leicester's first season back in the in the, in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah well, what, what, you, what are your memories from that season? At the start, like obviously the, the Man United game, mm, the yeah. one. Obviously the first game we're playing Everton drew two two, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, just, but then like the, that Man United game was just like, oh my god, man, this is the Premier League. I did a, a recent podcast with, with Sky about the game the other day with me and Wes. On, on the camera speaking about it it was just like just a surreal moment being like 
2-0 down within like 15 yeah. minutes. Like that game, I was playing in the 10 and Nigel just said, stay on daily blend, don't let them move. Your job is to man mark them. Yeah. And I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically you see for the first 15 minutes, I'm just like, I didn't even know where the ball is. I'm just following like this. I'm thinking, what am I doing? But obviously Nigel tells you to do it, you do it. Mm -hmm. But in the end, like it, it worked. It because, worked. Yeah, we, obviously we were 2-0 down. Two unbelievable goals, and then uh, obviously Leo scored the edit to get us back into the game. And yeah. second half, they went three-one up. I scored the pen to make a three-two, and then they got a play sent off. Ards won two penalties, didn't he? Not sure if they were pens in this day and age, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, just uh, they got a play sent off, win five-three, and that's when you think to yourself, "Oh, this is the this is the Premier League. This is what it's all about." And yeah. but yeah, just didn't quite seem to stay that way so, did it for quite a while. Yeah, well, moving on through that, so yeah. what, what would you say was your lowest point? Or what, did you actually think at any time that we're going down here, lads, if, if this doesn't happen or if that happens? Or was, did you always stay positive as a group of players? Yeah, I think just from the previous season, we, the same squad that we had, we were always going to be positive. We weren't getting battered in games. We were always in games. We just couldn't get that goal to like win us the game. We were like, conceding last-minute goals. Like yeah, three twos. One goal margin, to not yeah, it? Yeah, it was just every, every time. It was like we were in the game and then all of a sudden, bang, Premier League, they get a chance to score. It's like, yeah. lose again. But we just went through a spell again from changing formations, going three at the back, four at the back. Leo was playing, brought in Andre Kramerich from, yes. yeah, from, from Germany. And then it was just, yeah, I just couldn't get a win. And just went to three. I think we played Tottenham away, played three, four, three, two nil down after five minutes. Harry Kane scores two. Uh, we get it back to 2-1, 3-1, and then I, I, I think, oh, we'll get back into the game here. And I give, I give a pen away against Tottenham like to make a 4-2. I'm thinking, oh, that's it, game, game over. Like They scored it. I think that was the game to me. I thought, oh, that's it, we're, we're down. We're down. Kind of thing. Like, yeah. because we, oh, that no, game, yeah. No, no, luck, no luck whatsoever. Like Every, every decision is going against us. Get beaten, I think, oh, that's it. But just that one game, that just turned it around. It was just... Do you remember... So you said that Tottenham game, yeah. you thought that was it. What was, what was Nigel like in the dressing room after like a defeat like that? Where you, is, is, is pretty much team talk, let's say, was, lads, this is how we're going to get a result. We can get a result here. Um, obviously, you need a result. Yeah. You know, your backs are against the wall. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, what was he like afterwards when, say, after the Tottenham game, where you, you knew you needed to get a result, it didn't happen. What would he say in the dressing room? He, he was just trying to keep us upbeat. He was saying there's not wrong to performance. It's just moments in the game where it just, yeah. just went against us. Because we, we, the team that we had, we would never like not try. We'd always give 100% every single one of us. You could, we'd walk off the pitch thinking, oh, we tried our best. This wasn't good enough. But he, he, was, he was upbeat. He was just trying to keep us going. Just saying there's still games left. You know, but we'll bottom at Christmas. And like the record is like no one survives, do they, when you bottom at Christmas. But yeah. we just still had the belief in... Just that the West Brom game, weren't it? Yes. The ball scores in the last oh, yeah. minute. That, yeah. that, that's what kicked it all off. Just the belief that we had. And Do you honestly believe that that was? Yeah, it's just it was just a crazy game. Because yeah. again, we went we were getting beat in that game as well, one nil. Yeah, yeah. And then I scored the equaliser, getting beat two one. I think Leo scores, make it two two, and then oh, and then Vard last minute just running down oh, the line. I'm, I'm thinking the lad tries to smash him on the line, and he skips mm. past him, mm -hmm. goes down his left foot and just puts it across goal and. Uh, just the, the fans behind the goal, everyone just wanted to get in and just like jump it because it, it was our first, it was our first win in a while, and yeah. like we just forgot what it was like to win. And when you when you when you win a game in the Premier League, it just gives you that little belief to go on to the next game and 
try and get another win. And I think the next game was West Ham winning at home, mm-hmm. 1-2-1, I missed a pen. Yeah, it's just game after game. We just believe in now where we're on a run. I think we lost to Chelsea in the middle of it, yeah. I think. But other than that, we went unbeaten for like a, a lot towards the end of the season and managed to get out of it. Yeah. yeah, it was one seven of the last nine. I yeah, something stuff. No one expected it for us to get out. No. but just the belief in the from the previous year of getting beat by Watford, doing so well in the Premier League. I mean, the Championship the previous previous season for the Premier League. We just had that winning mentality still, yes. even though we weren't winning. In our heads, we knew that we could, we had the the team to try and win something. It's like you say, if yeah. the performances are good, even though the results aren't, yeah. it gives you something to cling on to. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you're not creating chances or, yeah. you know, you're scoring goals in games, yeah. if you're not scoring goals in games, you're not creating chances, yeah. then the confidence can slip yeah. and can win, can't it? Yeah, I think obviously that didn't happen. Yeah, we still had, but I think the belief that we had in the, in the squad helped us throughout the season, if you, even if we were getting beat. We just had it installed as that were we were winners from the previous season and that was still in our head to win games in the Premier League. One player you haven't mentioned just yet, but be interested to see how much of an influence he had or an impact when he came into the equation, Esteban Cambiasso, yeah. who's still loved and adored by the supporters, yeah. as are most of you from that era. But uh, what sort of character, as well as a player, was he? He's, he's, he's quite quiet, to be fair, but on, on the pitch he, he was a leader. Yeah. Um, didn't really talk much English at the start, yeah, but he, he's done it all and he's won Champions League, mm. league titles everywhere, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, oh, he's, he's won it all. So he the had lad, a presence, didn't he? Yeah, he had that yeah. presence where you walk into the room and it's like, can't be asshole. Like, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? And uh, it, just, it was a bit of a coup by, by Nige bringing him in because yeah. Yeah, cause obviously he scored in that game against Man United as well, they need to get his level. But just having his experience on the pitch and mm. his know-how of how to like... You could see him. How to manage your game. How to, yeah, how to, if, if he's like sitting back, the whole team seems to sit back. If he's up the field, then the whole team's up the field. So he kind of dictates how, how we play sometimes. But uh, yeah, massive, massive, massive coup for the club and obviously he's still adored by the fans, you know, for his, for his time here and mm. deservedly so. Was he only that one season? It was only yeah. one season, wasn't it? Yeah. It was pretty much, uh, wasn't it? I don't know where he went. Did he retire or did he? Yeah. I don't know. He was only there once, but he, he was obviously he got Leo ticking as well because obviously Argentinian as well. Yeah, so Leo, Leo, him and Leo were just like yeah. like that for the whole whole year. And <laughs> I know, yeah, but Leo was Leo was leading goal scorer that year. I think he got eight goals yeah, that season, right. and me and Vardes were behind on six. Mm. But like, yeah, it's just a surreal moment for yeah, the club. Yeah. So obviously, at the end of the Great Escape yeah. in the season break, etc. Like initially. Were you thinking we'll go again? Still a fixture at Leicester. Yeah, a big part of Leicester's team. Yeah, well, towards the end of the season, we, it was me, Leo, and Vards playing as a free. Vards yeah. on the left, me on the right, Leo up top. It was like a, like a front free. So we think if we, we finished like that then, and we were doing well, yeah. well then. Start or even the not, you can just yeah. rotate between the. And start of the season, it'll probably just be the same. That's what you think. If you finish mm. the season, you think you want to start the next season, don't you? Come the start of the season, I had a meeting with John Rudkin, and he said, he'd like me spoke to Claudio, he says, oh, you're not going to be in those plans. I was like, I was, I was good to be fair. So do you think he had like a preconceived <laughs> idea or he knew he wanted his own players? Yeah, I think, I think he wanted his own players, but... Uh, he didn't really get a chance. I didn't to really get a chance to... Impress him. Yeah, to mm. like... To change his mind. Yeah, to change his mind or playing games and stuff like that, to like change his mind. He just he was set like he wanted to play with Vards and, and Riyadh as a, as, a, as a two. And I was like, well, 
Yeah, fair. I didn't want to leave. I was, I was absolutely good. You were like rehab. Yeah, well, it was kind of rehab. It was like a yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, alternative role, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. But I was like, I remember saying John Rungwell, I'm not leaving. I said to him in the meeting, I'm not leaving because mm. I've been leading goal scorer two to two out the four seasons. Yeah. So you could have played a similar role to. Okazaki as well, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, if, yeah. if required, if yeah. asked to do so. And I was like, well, but then after, after I left the meeting, like two days later, I was thinking, fuck, like, what do I do here? Mm. Like, and then obviously Middlesbrough come in, make a bid, have another meeting with John and said, listen, like, you, you're not going to play. Like, Claudio said, you're not going to play. So I was like, well. It's quite in, categoric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in my head, I'm thinking, well, I don't want to, like, play in a team. I make five appearances as a sub, maybe, if, if someone gets injured. I'd rather my characters to go out and play games, and so I thought, well, I've got, I've got, got to leave. To. I've got to leave, yeah. Got to. I've got to leave, and went went up to Middlesbrough sign there, but just saying goodbye to everyone at the club was, mm. it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I've been there for like four years, built up a connection with all the players, all the staff. It's that kind of, that kind of mm. atmosphere as well, Beaver Drive, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah. Where everybody, everybody was close together, and everybody chatted to each other, yeah. and you know. Yeah, it's pretty tight knit, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, was even, like, you... even like Dale, you know Dale? Hmm? The Welfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Dale. Yeah. Well, I used, to, I used to like go into their room after after training yeah. and just speak to them all the time and yeah. saying goodbye to them. I was nearly in tears mm. just because I didn't want to leave. No, I, I can. I, it's just I, one of the moments where, like, where you, when you, know, you, don't you, really you feel at home. coming either. You yeah. know, it's unexpected. I just felt at home at Leicester and I still had a year, a year left on my contract and I was thinking, well, if I see this year out, you know, Claudio might not be here. But in my head, I think, well, I'm not going to play, so that could happen my career kind of thing. So I've said, no, off, off to Millsborough I go and, yeah, I'd say goodbyes. It was obviously the right move getting rid of you. I could have left yeah. you. In hindsight, obviously it happened, they win the league, but for me, like, I got promoted at Millsborough that year, so it was kind of like softened the blow a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, I would have liked to stay and win the Premier League, but yeah. for me to play five games in the season or 46, yeah. in my head, thinking play, play Not when you're an experienced, yeah. established yeah. Centre forward, bro. Mm. You've been about the game for God knows how many years at that time. Good, t- what, 10, 10 years you've been around. Yeah. So you, you're you're an experienced pro. Yeah. Who's the yeah. manager? You don't want to be sitting Cranker. on the bench. Middlesbrough was Cranker who signed me. Of course. Right. Uh, yeah. But he was like very defensive. Yeah. It was like 4 2 3 1, but it was, it was literally like his back. <laughs> yeah, so it was like it was hard. I found the hard, but I'd start my career at Middlesbrough, it was really good. Scored a few goals and then we, he, he decided the uh, we had a bit of a dodgy spell in the middle of the season and he just we had a team meeting. Some of the lads came for him and he just walked out, yeah. walked out and then never came back for like three games. Just disappeared. Well, yeah. that's right. Yeah, no, I remember that. It was reported, yeah, it, wasn't it? It was weird. And then the lads are like basically some of the players who got in touch with him and said, "Listen, like you need to come back. Like we're struggling." <laughs> yeah, we didn't win and then he's come back the whole game played Hull who basically first and second playing each other and mm. um, I've scored the winner in the last minute and everyone's gone crazy and then from then we just kicked on again it's just that moment yeah. in the season where you just kick on yeah and, and everything's uh, forgotten yeah, so everything's, everything's put yeah, in the back yeah, burner because you're, you're on a run again yeah, well, yeah that, that's and the, end, the last game of the season we played Brighton whoever won basically got promoted so like we are uh, I've not played the previous eight games Jordan Rose was playing mm-hmm. up top and Karanka's called me and said, oh, I'm going to play your last game of the season. I'm thinking, Jeez. oh my God. Like, just, I, was, I was more worried about Jordan Rhodes thinking, what are you going to think? Because he's mm. played basically the previous eight games. So I'm, I'm telling, I've got to pull Jordan Rhodes here and tell him that he's not playing. Just like for my 
himself knowing yeah. that I've, I've took his place. And Jordan, he's the nicest man in football. He was like, Nuge, just go and do your thing. Like, don't worry about it. I'm thinking, fair, fair play to him. Like, yeah. And to be fair, I set the goal up for the first goal and they, they've equalised, but drew the game in the end and got promoted. But that it was... That was enough. It was enough. Over there, it was enough, mate. Yeah. That's crazy, that, isn't it? Yeah. Players just see you later. I can remember it now vaguely because it was reported that he'd. Yeah, it was. It was. It was um, disappeared. Yeah, vanished, it was, you it was know. just weird. I don't know where he went. Just <laughs> <laughs> flew back to Spain and for a couple of days and yeah. came back to his family. But, but again, who's, who it. took the team then? Uh, Steve Agnew. Steve Agnew. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was his assist, assistant. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was, it was hard for him because he had players. Like you, you put faith in like the English players that were there, like Stewie Down and Jonathan Woodgate, myself, mm -hmm. Jordan Rhodes, yeah, Adam Clayton, Grant Ledbetter. Because all the, all the foreigners like who Cranker signed were like, well, if he's not here, then I'm not really gonna try a bit harder. But as soon as soon as Cranker came back, they all just went back together. I'm thinking, what is good? Like football's mad, isn't it? Like yeah. the players react when certain people go, but certainly is. I'd love to back. Been a fly on the wall with that conversation with the owner, yeah. Mr. Gibson. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking a little sabbatical. Yeah, but I don't think he, he, he didn't tell anyone. He just went, yeah. and we were like, Where, "Where's he gone?" Next, in, coming to training next day, not there. Next day, not there. I'm thinking, like, are we getting a new manager? Is he coming back? Like, no one knew what was going on. It's just weird. Funny though, how like they often say it, don't they? You know, how adaptable or resilient footballers become yeah. with all these crazy antics that occur behind yeah. the scenes that people yeah. don't know about. Some of them, don't they? And you can't let things affect you. Yeah. Too long, otherwise, you'd just go under a little bit, wouldn't you? Mm. And be chaos, but uh, some strange goings on, that's for yeah. sure. But so, after that, so Middlesbrough, yeah, motion the, the Premier League. Like, I've stayed there till when was it January, January time? But I went play, you sound Alvaro Negredo from Man City. I'm thinking, what the hell, what chance have I got here? Spanish, both Spanish, yeah, he's gonna play every week. I might come on again like 10 15 minutes, substitutes first game of the season, but other than that, it was either. The great old play, and it'll be me or Jordan on the bench. Mm -hmm. He's swapping us on the bench. So I was travelling to West Ham, thinking, who's on, who's on the bench here, me or Jordan? Jordan will be on the bench. I'm, I'm in London, thinking, oh, weekend, weekend, uh, why has he brought me? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. It's one of them. Just, I, I love my time at Middlesbrough, a great set of lads, but I just thought to myself, like, I can't do this again. No. Like, I, I, want, I just want to play football. I was at an age where, like, yeah. I just want to play every game, and that's when Derby came in. I basically, I pre packed my suitcase in my car. Because I knew I wanted to leave that much, and as soon as someone came in, I was like gone. See ya. Uh, yeah, I didn't even say goodbye to the lads. Just in the group chat, see ya. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've gone <coughs> straight down the motor. Yeah, <laughs> the, but basically, I, I was living in Leicester at the time mm -hmm. when I was yeah. in Middlesbrough, and, and Derby's like it's 30 minutes from my doorstep. I was yeah. thinking, this is perfect, absolute perfect. Yeah. And you back when Nigel, of course. No, Nigel went there. It was uh, Steve, Steve McLaren. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. yeah. And he's the, Steve McLaren's the one who gave me my uh, England debut. When it was at, at Preston at the time, so uh, yeah, Steve McLaren come in, show me videos of all my clips, you know, give me the uh, all my goals and stuff like that. You're 100, percent aren't you? Yeah, one cap, one goal. England, yeah. one cap, one goal. One cap. 20 what was minutes. that like making your debut for England? When I was at Preston, I got called up when I was at Preston, and like Paul Simpson was the manager at the time. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I remember and, that. And, he, and he's uh, he's called me into playing Ipswich at home. I always score against Ipswich, always. So we're playing Ipswich at Deepdale. And he calls me and goes, oh, Steve McLaren's come to watch you. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, oh, like, there's a couple of England players that are injured. Rooney was suspended. I think a couple of other players are injured. He said he's coming to have a look to see if he can call you up to the first team, see what you like. 
And I'm thinking, oh my God, like I'm starting to shake in the room like this. <laughs> and we've gone out to play the game. I've probably had the worst game of my life. Just like, absolutely cacking every time I touch the ball. After the game, I said, I wish you never told me. You know, because you can just play your natural game. Yeah. But in the end, like he, he called me up and said, listen, we're going, we're going to call you up. The PA is going to call you and arrange all your pickups and stuff like that. I'm thinking, oh my God. This is this, surreal, who really. Who was in the squad? So what, who were the other players that were in the squad at the oh, time? Yeah, that you yeah. were Defoe was one yeah, of them, wasn't he? Defoe, yeah, because I stole his gold, didn't I? Yeah, future teammate. Defoe was there. Shuey Downing, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard. What was that like yeah, going in there? Well, when I turned up to the hotel, like, I'm just like some 20-year-old kid turning yeah. up to, to an England camp and John Terry's just standing there at the door. I'm thinking, what's going on here? So he, he's, he's called me in, basically just put his arm around my shoulder and said, show me where everything was. Fair play to him, so he didn't have yeah. to do it. And he showed me all around the hotel where the masseur room is, where the kit room is, where your boots will be and stuff like this. But like just going down for dinner, like it was hor horrible for me because I didn't know, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I'm just sitting on the end of the table and uh, just everyone's like in groups. It's like kind of clicky back then. I yeah. thought like, like players from Man City would be there, yeah. Liverpool players would be there, Man United, Chelsea, like they all stick to together. But like to me, it was just basically like he was in my uh, Luke Young, Stewie Downing, mm. Phil Neville. They're the ones like will come to me and like sit next to me kind of thing because they had no, they had no mates either. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> They're just like just the lonely people are just sitting there on I their cast. own. Played, Social yeah. I cast. Yeah, but it was, it was the two legger. We played uh, played Israel the first game, mm -hmm. but I was just in the squad, didn't make the bench or anything. So I'm thinking, oh, just for experience, this just yeah. bring me on a trip. Then the Andorra game. Like we're playing at the Olympic Stadium in Spain somewhere, and uh, he says, "Oh, you're on the bench." I'm thinking, "Oh, decent." Like just just to warm up on the pitch with the lads in the, in the first half and before the game. And it was, it was that time of the year, you know, when England he was under pressure, mm -hmm. Steve McLaren, and it was nil nil at half time against Andorra, and the fans are just heckling him, like, "Oh, get like get him out," kind of thing. And Steven Gerrard just popped up out of nowhere, 60th minute scores two goals, quick fire. 70 minutes comes up, he goes, nude, you're on. I'm thinking, oh, 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 here we go, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, walking, I'm, I'm, I'm walking to the touchline, yeah, like, my legs are shaking like this, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. Love it. And I come on, and I'm thinking, <laughs> the first pass, Gerard gets it, just wraps it in. Mm. My first touch is perfect, and I thought, yeah, this is it now, I belong here now, kind of thing. And I had a chance just before, just hit a shot wide, I'm thinking, oh, that's my chance over now. And it's like 93rd minute, and like, do you mind if I go through one and one, shoots, keeper saves it, but it's rolling towards the line, and I'm like, I'm getting this. I am getting You're this. on it. And I've, I've, I've never ran so fast in my life. <laughs> People saying it was still over the line at the time, but I've just got there just in time and kicked it in. And hey. like a celebration, I'm like, this, it's my goal, it's yeah. my goal. And he's like, nah, it's not. And like all the players after the game are thinking, oh, it's Jermaine's goal, it was over the line. I'm thinking, it's my goal. And I had to have an interview with ICV after the game. And they were like, yeah, congratulations on your first goal. Kind of thing. I was so happy, but. But all my family there as well. Like Were they? Oh, there. Agent was there. Two best mates were there from home. Brilliant. So they all came they, over. They all came over. It's your goal even though. though. Even though they didn't yeah, know I was on the bench. Yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. It's your goal because it says so on this paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I'll tell you that, yeah. It's his goal, yeah. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. And yeah. that's that. We're talking to yeah. a one cap wonder not so long ago, weren't we? Steve Guppy. Steve but, uh, Guppy, yeah. He didn't manage to score, no. No, he didn't. There's not many of us. No, he didn't. No, 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 that's you, great stuff. That. It says here somewhere, but I've lost the fact. But it's uh, that you're the last player to represent England outside of the top Premier League. league. Yeah. Premier League. Yeah. There's been a couple of us that have done it. I think Jay Boyfroyd's done it, hasn't he? He did it. Steve Bolt. 
Steve Ball, the previous winner before this, your era, that, isn't it? That was this. Yeah. Right, that's a Premier League, league that, yeah. isn't it, Bully? Yeah. 86. Yeah, I think there's, a, there's not many that one, one cut wonders, are there? One cut, one goal. There's only like four or five of us in there. Is there? Yeah, I think. Probably, You're probably, an elite yeah, squad. We're in an elite. Yeah, so. An elite group of players. Yeah. You so. take that to your grave. Have <laughs> it on your stone, mate. Have it on there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 100% there. So, okay, so we'll say, what about players that you hated facing or who was like oh. the hardest player, the most difficult centre half or the b most difficult back four you ever came up against and you thought, nah, yeah. can't get anything out of the league. i say the Man United defence with Fernando and Vidic. Yeah. Like they would just, I played against Vidic when I was at Portsmouth in a league game and he just absolutely nailed me. Like, give me the worst dead leg I've ever had in my life. And, you know, when you try and hobble off, like try and yeah. run it off, I couldn't, I had to come off at half time. Because it was that painful. Um, I'm not one for like coming off to like injured and stuff like that. Yeah. I hate it, but I literally couldn't walk. But he was just horrible to play against. He was all over you. Rio had the pace. Yeah. And Vidic was just like the monster. Was like, yeah, just yeah. come free you no matter what. Win the ball, but you'd make sure you take a bit out of you as well. Yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was I was a player. You'd re, you'd, <laughs> no, uh, I you'd a Rio, yeah? yeah no. You, you know, he was. Hearing us to Vidic and Ferdinand. I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go Sattler there. Sattler and Waldorf. Some yeah. there, There's some nice clips mm. in Dubai, weren't they? You used to be playing as well. Yeah, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jerry, Jerry falling over a couple of times. Jerry fell over with Tell no one. There's, there's a video out there of me falling over in Dubai. <laughs> My wife has great pleasure <laughs> in showing everybody she knows that video clip. Oh. That Conrad Logan put on. Yeah. <laughs> WhatsApp, great. Well, well, I say Conrad Logan. Yeah. <laughs> So on the flip side of that then, David, players that, you, you, you mentioned Ipswich, yeah. was a team that you always fancy. Now that's a good question because, yeah. you know, everyone talks about Jimmy Vardy's record, his goal scoring record against various teams. I think mm. it's Arsenal, mm. he scored more goals against than any other team. Yeah. What, why is that? Why do you think players have that knack of scoring against uh, certain teams? It's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? I I don't know. Just every time I played there, I got, I got grief for some reason. And I was like, I think I played there for Preston one year, scored two, but I was like hammering the fans. Like, you know, when you stand in front of them with your arms out a lot and they're all like throwing stuff at you and giving yeah. you all this jib. And every time I go back, I just, when they boo you, it just it, it kind of like urges me on to do a bit, bit better. And every time I got the ball, it was switch, I just thought, well, I score you every week, someone's going to shoot. shoot. Uh, so I had that in my head. I wish I had that in every, every yeah, game that I played it, in. It but, is. Uh, it's crazy. My isn't record it? against this, which I think I played like, 15 games scored like 17 goals like a wow like it's ridiculous like against them I, I, I played for England in 21s at Portman Road and even scored there again it was just like every, every time I went there I scored wow uh, came on and sub against Portsmouth in the FA Cup scored scored yeah uh, it's weird Middlesbrough came on at half time scored I'm thinking just, it, was just, <laughs> it was just it was just one of them teams where you just think like I'm going to score no matter what yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy, though, isn't yeah, it? Crazy, Some yeah. players do. Yeah, happens quite regularly, doesn't it? Yeah, it more happens more often than you think, doesn't it? Yeah. Some players. Well, Burnley and Leeds were pretty similar. Not not as good as Ipswich, but mm. like the, I always used to get grief for Burnley, even though I played there and Leeds. Yeah. Like I always used to score against Leeds as well for Preston, and as well. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Just a couple of clubs where you just have your best games against them. Have you got any memorable nights out with the lads that you'd like to? <laughs> sure. Breaking curfew. It, yeah. Sure. Not necessarily escapades. getting into trouble, but like funny, funny stuff where you've been on a Christmas day or, you know, an end <laughs> I've of season. I've been on a pre-season tour at Middlesbrough 
with Karanka, like, and he's no days off. Like, no matter what, you don't get a day off. Right. Even if it's just a warm down, like he's still got to come in for the warm so, down. Yeah. And we went Marbella one year for a well pre-season, not pre-season do, but like a like a training camp kind of thing. And we're thinking, I've been not even a good day off here. So Friday, we've all gone to La Sala Beach Club, and like got absolutely plastered, knowing that we're training in the morning. Right. And like we're thinking, like. In the daytime, thing, oh, it's a bit, this, this is the best. This is the best idea. This, like, you having a drink with the lads, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. And we go to like for a meal at night time. All of us still drinking away, training. Like, got to wake up in the morning, and train. So we're like waking up in the morning like this, going to the training pitch. And, like the lads know I'm like absolutely gone, and like every ball that's coming into me, like I was trying to miscontrol it. But every time, like, someone, yeah, it was like miscontrolling it. I was trying to run away, just like, keep feeding you. Yeah, just kept on feeding me the ball. And like, they knew that I was struggling, but they just kept <laughs> yeah. on, kept on doing it and kept on doing it. And thinking, oh no, my head, my head was banging. And like, in the end, like, I had to go and hide, like, in the possession. I was just hiding behind someone, like, yeah. the whole game. Running, just, yeah, just running, running around, running around like, just trying to like sweat out if I'm getting involved. And like some of the some of the bubbles that they were giving me, I was like, couldn't control a ball, couldn't cross the ball, couldn't shoot. And Krang is thinking, like, what's, what's wrong with him, kind of thing. I'm like, I was just trying to hide the whole training session. Did he like, not know you? No, I didn't know. Did he, nobody knew. No, yeah, back, he gets back. It? But if he would have come on our coach that morning, mate, yeah. the smell of alcohol on the on the coach. <laughs> you were suffering more than most. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there was about three or four of us. There was three of us, but two of them, like the two that never trained, they were injured, so it was all right for them because mm. they could just go and sit on the on the bed, but me. I, I'm one of them people, like, if, if if I'm going out, I'm all out. Like, I can't go to a pub and just have yeah, two drinks. Yeah, two drinks, and, yeah, and then go home and think, might oh, as well just stay in. Well, I might as well stay yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was like... Senior news, we've seen you. Yeah. yeah. That's a Keith Gillespie <laughs> trick, by the way. What's that? He used to drag me out, and then I forgot that he was injured, and I had to train. Train the next... Uh, yeah. Well, here's what... We, here, just a quick one, just a, on on the same similar sort of uh, theme. We'll go to Tenerife. And we're training on the beach, playing beach cricket. Just when you're playing, yeah. 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 It was a week before the cup final in 2000. Oh, no. And it's only beach cricket and, you know, messed about with ball. Arna Gunnlaugson was that steaming the night before. Mm. He went and laid down on a sun lounger <laughs> in front of all the players, all the staff. He, mm. he was that b b battered from the night before. He couldn't take part in a game of beach cricket. Yeah, but we didn't realise, did we, until one of the lads hit the ball. It was like... Going at six to the boundary, the makeshift boundary. Like, Catch it, Arna. And he looked round and he's like that. Mm. <laughs> Sleeping on the sunbed. Martin wasn't best pleased, was he? But always, at least you it, made it onto the trail. It always ends up with drinking. It's always drink involved, isn't it? Yeah. No matter what. It's like, There's nothing else today. Nah, Thailand with Leicester. <laughs> like, we, we're having a meal. And I'm drinking with Vass, Wes Morgan, and Robert Hoof. Like, and me. So yeah. they're like, Six foot four, You're in like, trouble. yeah. That's I mean, they're drinking pints like this. Yeah. He's on vases on gin. Like, I'm thinking, how'd you do it? <laughs> now, I've, I've ended up in a wheelchair on a drip. <laughs> <laughs> just, Can we cut that? Let's cut it there, guys. Yeah, so, like, the, this is the next hour. We'll, next day, we'll, we're going to see the temples, like in, in Burma. So, we've got to get in a flight, the coach to the airport, and being sick all over all the coach <laughs> on, the, on the plane to Burma, being sick at the back of the plane. Like, it must have been like alcohol poisoning or something like that, or food poisoning. And then I couldn't, get off, right I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't get off the coach. I literally couldn't get off the coach. They had to leave me on the coach the whole day. And I basically had a trip to Burma. I didn't see anything. Basically <laughs> flew, flew back into Thailand. And no. Stowley's in the airport in a wheelchair. I'm on a, like, 
<laughs> me out. I had to go to hospital, basically get all the fluids put into me because I was dehydrated. And I uh, just had to pump all this water back into me. And I'm just lying there like that. And then all of a sudden, like, I've just got this feeling in my stomach, like I'm not full with water. Everything just needed to come back out. Yeah. And I went to the toilet and just everything came out. Right. Like, and you're trying to compare that with yeah. getting a bit drunk at the sala yeah, when you were in Borough. Yeah, yeah. That's a great yeah. story. Ended up in a like, there's, there's a video, there's a video, I'm, I'm sure someone's got a video somewhere of it. Just me, like, getting weird. Oh, it's that's quality. Stowley, Stowley. You know, yeah. can drink as well, can't he? Yeah. So he's like stumbling through like this. I'm like this in a wheelchair. I'm pumped over like this. I couldn't, I literally couldn't move. But, uh, oh, that's class. Cool boy, Aero getting involved with them three. That's what I mean, yeah. But again, I'm, I'm all in. So if they're drinking, I'm drinking. I, I hate missing out. I'm always the last one to leave. I'm one of them people. Yeah. Like if I leave 10 minutes early, I'm like, wow, what happened in that 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah, you know, nothing happened. I think yeah. I want to be there till the end. Yeah. That's me. But, mm. Mm. Again, we've seen evidence of that in Dubai. Yeah, well. that's what I mean, yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> last, last part of the show. That's great. Yeah. Great, great insight. Love that. <laughs> Uh, last part of the show then, David, is called Desert Island Foxes. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you're on a desert island, yeah. you're on your own, but you can take three three ex-Celeste players with you, oh. who would you take? Just dropping it on you. And why? And what jobs would they do? So you're king of the island, basically. Yeah, so I've got three teammates You've got three to teammates oh, to Robinson, do whatever... Robinson. Uh, Who would you take? Who's your three teammates? Leicester teammates. Oh, I'll take first one. I'll probably take is Wes Morgan. Yeah, just, just because he's he's captain, he's the leader, and he yeah. he's captain. He'll he'll get in and place, and but he's got that side of him where he, he'll have a good time as well. Right. He's, got, he's got both sides, so I can I've kind of like nailed two things at once there. Right. Okay. So he'll organize. I'll take Kingy. Yeah. Just because he's sensible and knows when to stop and he can <laughs> he can yeah he can like tell us when we've done too much, much yeah. Think, yeah and then just for crazy reasons i'll take ledge sean take ledger <laughs> just, just, just because I've, I've been at ledger preston i've been with oh yeah, at Leicester well, and, and, mentioned, yeah. And like, well, we don't we, need any more explaining but he's like, i'm well, sure the listeners yeah. will so he's, you'll have to explain he's he's just like one of my best friends in football yeah. i'd be keeping touch all the time and He's just an absolute cannon, as you've seen. Keep you entertained. He he'll, he'll he'll be the entertainer and yeah. keep, us, keep us going. He's if, a balloon. Times alone. Well, yeah. A top, top balloon. A top guy. <laughs> a balloon. And, and, and he works for the club as well, doesn't he? Does a bit, yeah, does, absolutely. Does a he does. Club yeah. well, so. not, not for much yeah. longer after listening to this. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, he's a top guy. That's a good shout, those three. It's, it's not easy to answer that. No, it's not, it's obviously, oh, there's loads more like, you can take. But, a bit of a uh, head scratcher and that. And the last part of this, I'm going to. Leave to my lovely oh. assistant because I always miss the last one. The, the first one up on this. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it to Matt. Over to you, Matt. I'm not sure if I'm flattered or offended. Or, yeah, but, both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lester Phrases. Now, I reckon he's got a chance of these. Does he live? Doran Erickson struggled with these, understandably so. As, a, as did Robert Hoof. Again, well, yeah. understandably so. But you live in the area. Woodhouse Eves, I believe, yeah, don't you? Yeah. You're still a resident of these parts. So, list of phrases that you might or might not be familiar with. Can you tell me what a croggy? <laughs> or, I'm probably not saying it. Croggy. 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 A croggy. Well, that's Is it E H on the end? Croggy. A croggy. Uh, well, this a y. Is spelled with a Y. Oh, croggy with a Y. C R O W G Y. Do you all know this? Yeah. 
Are you from Leicester? No, but you know, how do you know? They invented it. Oh, they invented it, yeah. They put it in here. I've heard of it. Yeah. Like even, I don't know if it's before. I've never I've been heard up of it here. before. 25 yeah. years I've been there, but. Yeah. Did, you, did you know what it was or not? I actually thought it was the opposite to what, mm, a what it is. I'm, I'm total guess. I'm going to say sense, like, a, like, a, like a, a young kid, maybe, I don't know. No, no a, cro a croggy is, is it on the crossbars? No. It, or on the back? See, I used to call it where I was from, down south, a backy. Mm -hmm. Pretty straightforward. Oh, like, a, like an alleyoid. No. Oh, backy's on, like on a, a, like a, a pit. On a bike, on a bicycle. Oh, okay. Someone sat on the back, it's called you on a croggy. Oh. I always thought a croggy was when they sat on the handlebars. You know, you put someone in front of you, look mm. over it's the shoulder. It's called a backy, isn't it? Uh, I thought it was backy, but yeah. in Leicester... It's called a croggy. A croggy. Croggy. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, slightly easier, this one. <laughs> You'll get this. Mardi. Mardi's like when you're a bit angry, in it? And yeah, a bit... Uh, a bit gr grumpy. Grumpy, uh, grumpy isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A bit... Uh, yeah, pretty straightforward, yeah, that one. Um, I won't give you a clue just yet, but you... Jitter. It's a jitty. All these, it's all these I know a jitty. A jitty is like a little alleyway, isn't it? Yeah. I've got one. Goes. You've got one in Woodhouse Eaves. Yes. As you walk down the hill, there's a jitty to the left where you there walk you down. Go. So. There you go. Well, you must have scampered through a few in, when you, yeah, when I was younger. Back in your days back yeah. home, wouldn't you? Back in Growing the days. Robbing a few seats. Yeah, but they're actually winning. Jumping and all that. Two out of three. Two out of three. I think no one's got three out of three yet, have they? Yeah, that's just because I walk. Croggy's the one that does. Croggy. I go down a jitty every day. Don't know which one it is, but I go down it. Well, I'll walk down it anyway. Well, the croggy one, I've asked yeah. people five times and I've still forgotten what it is. You <laughs> <laughs> get the wrong end of the bike. But, there you go, not bad. Not bad, mate. Yeah. Happy with that. Better it's than That's it, mate. Paint's yeah. over. Probably yeah. a bit more than that. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Well done, yeah. sir. But it's uh, been a pleasure, Nooch, That's as always. always. Yeah. Sure, I'll hey, see you around. Yeah, you'll probably see you in about yeah. half hour's time. Yeah. Uh, bump into you down the jitter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Dave, that was no, excellent. Pleasure, mate. And I'll see you down the pub sometime yeah, soon yeah, in yeah. Uh, Woodhouse Eaves. Yeah. We'll, yeah, be we'll, we'll be there till lockout. We'll be there till lockout, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, we're not leaving till it's finished. Well, there you go, everybody. That was Dave Nugent. Uh, some great stuff from him there, Matt, wasn't it? Especially, I think he left the best. To last, really, with that story about the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> that was quality. Yeah, always nice to know that sort of stories behind the scenes, isn't it? You know, people like to hear that um, straight from the horse's mouth there. It only took him an hour and 20 minutes to get it out of him, though, but hey, hey ho. Yeah, he's good value, though, Dave, isn't he? We've been fortunate enough to meet him in different environments of late, and, you know, real good lad, good character. Wouldn't have minded playing alongside him, to be mm. fair. You know, good personality yeah, in it. That's an exceptional player. Mentality as well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, on school, that yeah. crossover period, isn't yeah. he? But yeah, some old school still playing in the current day as well. But yeah, he's good to see. Good player and what a servant he was for Leicester. Had a great time, didn't he? Yeah. Cut short, as he was you know, slightly frustrated about, as he mentions, but uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a top player for Leicester City. Yeah, so that was Dave Nugent. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to wherever you download your podcast from. And please leave some comments uh, for whatever ex-player you'd like us to interview. And we will try and make your dreams come true.